Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today I have a rock star on the show coming to us from Florida. His name is Dr. Mike Van Thielen. And I'm going to bring Dr. Mike on here in just a second. But do me a favor. Would you go ahead and share this out? Go ahead and share this out. Let's get as many people on here as we possibly can to hear Dr. Mike's story. Stay with us. We will be right back. And we are back. Let me bring Dr. Mike on. Dr. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Ken. It will be fun. Uh, I'm very grateful to have you here. Um, I, I, well, you're, you're a doctor. I met you through Dr. Fab Mancini at his event out in, um, out in San Diego. That's right. By the way, San Diego is beautiful. It's just beautiful. Carl, I, I just didn't have enough time to spend spend a little bit more time there. But yes, uh, it it was beautiful. It, it's beautiful. So so Mike, I um I started this show about five years ago, um and it's been a blast. I I, I love hearing other people's stories about how they've overcome obstacles in life and succeeded anyway. And so I can't wait to hear your story. Why don't you start with telling everybody where you were born and raised? Well, yeah, everybody probably can pick up an accent. Uh, I'm originally from Belgium uh, in Europe. Uh, I was raised there uh, with my brother, single home family. Mom worked very hard to uh, provide for us. Uh, and, uh, you know, as a little boy, uh, I, I, uh, became a competitive swimmer, did very well in my country of origin. Uh, and so really got interested in sports a lot. Um, and, uh, after I finished high school over there, went to university of Brussels for physical education, which was a lot of fun, Ken, but what are you really going to do with a degree in physical education? Uh, so I decided to do physical therapy after that because I had a lot of credits, uh, for that from the physical education and um you know while I was um you know while I finished up my uh, last year as physical therapy I started traveling with the Belgian Olympic swim team in preparation for the Olympic Games in Atlanta in 1996 and wow. uh, that's where I really got more and more interested in uh, optimizing uh performance uh the the mental and the physical aspects of it and then uh, after, after all that, basically, um, I got a call from a recruiter uh, that wondered if I was interested in coming to uh, do physical therapy in the United States. And I was only in my 20s. Um, so I said, yes, sure. Um, and uh, he says, where do you want to uh, work? And my answer was Fort Lauderdale, because that's where we did all the swimming camps at the Swimming Hall of Fame. And uh, two weeks later, he basically uh, called back and he said, uh, I have nothing in Fort Lauderdale right now, but I have something in Ormond Beach. So I go, excuse me? 
He says, Ormond Beach. I say, I don't know where that is, but the beach sounds fine. And that's how I ended up in Ormond Beach, Florida in 1997. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, so uh, okay, we we went really fast through your childhood. And I'm, I'm really, I'm always very curious about um, what it might be um, from someone's childhood that kind of pushes them in the direction yes. that we end up going as, as adults. I mean, was there any, a, a person or event or anything that, that, I mean, cause I, I can, I can do the doggy paddle, yeah. um, I, but I'm not on your level. Right. So how well, do you get, what happens in life to make you go, I'm going to be one of the best swimmers in the world. Well, actually, there's there's a few, a few interesting uh, moments, obviously. The first one, uh, while I was in, I mean, we call it elementary school here when I was yeah. like seven, eight, nine years old. Um, I was the fastest runner of the class. I was on the basketball team, the soccer team, you name it. But wow. when it came, but when it came to swimming, I got beaten by one of my best friends because he was part of the local swim team. And so apparently I was a sore loser because my solution was to also join the swim team. And that's where I found my passion for swimming. So today I still joke around, Ken, that swimming is actually my worst sport. Uh, but that's how I find my passion for swimming. I uh, did pretty well over there in my age group, had a few records. And then later on in my early 20s with my teammates, we swam some uh, Belgian relay records, etc. But then I basically took a 20-some-year-old um, no, 20. I stopped when I was 26, started again when I was 46. So I took a 22 year break and then started swimming again in the master swimming. And in 2019, actually swam a world record. So that's a little bit of my swimming career. But I think swimming uh, brought a lot of character um, because if you want to be the best swimmer, there's many days you really don't want to go work out. And swimmers do work out a lot, uh, you know, two hours up to four hours a day, and then they're at the gym to it. So there's a lot of time invested in swimming. And so many times when you don't want to go, you still end up going because you're committed and you want to be the best. And I think that really shapes character in the yeah. sense that, you know, you learn to do many things you don't want to do. I mean, who wants to go to work? Who wants to go to school every time, right? Yeah. And so you just really... Um, Get, a, get disciplined that way, I think. And I think that really helped me through life, uh, doing things not necessarily you don't want to do, but you have that bigger goal at the end, right? You have yeah. you have a goal, you have a dream, you have the end in mind. So you're just going to tackle and take those obstacles where most people just give up or stop. Did you... Um, I, I don't know a lot about competitive swimming, so... Um, did you, you did it through high school, right? You, were you, was there like a, I assume it's, is it called high school? I don't even know if it's called, yeah, high it's called high school. Uh, but in, in Belgium sports is not big, so there's really not much sports going on. So once you graduate high school and you're 18 years old, you basically have to choose. Do I go to university and study or do I keep doing the sport that I'm doing? And obviously in swimming, there's no money, especially in Belgium. Belgium, you know, you can make some money with bicycling, you know, and uh, and soccer, uh, and if you're a great tennis player, maybe a little bit, but that's about it. So and and, and waffles, I love your waffles. Oh, you like the waffles? <laughs> you like the sugary waffles? <laughs> that's, that's that's why I'm not a great swimmer. I eat too many Belgian waffles. So, yeah, but but like, okay, so did you did you continue? 
did you go to university or did you continue? I did go to university. I did physical education at University oh, of Brussels, right. and then I followed through with physical therapy. I did swim there. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, I stopped swimming when I was 24. Um, okay. And okay. Uh, But meanwhile, I, you know, I was the physical therapist for Belgian Olympic swimmers in preparation for the Atlanta Games, and I traveled around with them as a technical advisor, assistant coach also. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, so you ended up in, how old were you when you got to Ormond Beach? Yes. Yeah, so what happened is, is again, the recruiter called. I was interested, uh, but I had to save $400, put my jeans on, pack my backpack, and I came here with, with $400 in 1997. March of oh 1997. I came here to live the American dream. Yeah. Many people were skeptical, uh, but I always said, you know, they said, what are you going to do if it doesn't work? Well, first of all, it's it's going to work out. But worst case scenario, I'm back in 10 hours. What's the big deal, right? Yeah. I mean, I take a plane and I'm back in 10 hours. So right. it's all relative. It's all how you look at things, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was this a paid gig, though, in Ormond Beach? I mean, well, they... yeah, it was a job, right? Yeah. It was a physical therapy job. Uh, okay. But, of course, you you come here. I, I don't have anything. Credit score is non-existent, so you can't buy anything either. It's something right. you got to slowly build up with paying your water and your FPL bill. Yeah. Um, so, And I didn't have a guide or a coach either. So in the beginning, there was obviously uh, some struggles and, um, you know, lots of ups and downs. But my motto quickly became... I never lose, I win or learn. And so that's what I've always gone by. Yeah. That's that's a great motto to live by <laughs> right, right there. So so you and I see I really 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 admire um people who come to America from another country pursuing the American dream with nothing. $400 is nothing, yeah. <laughs> right? So it's a lot if you have nothing, but but that's you right. know Coming to a whole new country with $400 to your name, to me, sounds absolutely insane. Um, so you come over here and you get you, you hit the ground running as a physical therapist. And, and where, whoops, I think we had an internet hiccup. Um, where did things go from there? I mean, was it, was it difficult to pay your bills? Did you have an apartment? How, yeah, how they, yeah. the recruiter put me in an apartment um, and obviously helped out a little bit in the beginning. But then I got a paycheck. And, you know, of course, a little apartment, um, a paycheck as a physical therapist, even starting is not that bad. Yeah. Uh, so yes, I certainly could pay my bills. Um, but um, they put me in a hospital and in hospitals, I, freak, I find out pretty quickly that's not the place I want to be because we're really not helping people in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's a lot of bureaucracy. It's a lot of you know, buying products that we have to buy from certain catalogs, uh, even if it's not in the best interest of the patient. So I didn't last uh, very long there and ended up in private practice. And at one point I was exposed to a practice where they also did acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicine. And I really witnessed that combining conventional medicine with those modalities really gave patients better results. And that's when I ended up going back to school to the Florida College of Integrative Medicine in Orlando, a three-year program. I got my license in acupuncture, board certified in Chinese herbs, homeopathy, etc. And so I wow. started more doing of that stuff. Um, but even after another thousand patients scan, I got a little bit frustrated because even though those modalities 
or less invasive and less harmful than conventional medicine, meaning drugs and surgeries, I really didn't feel my patients were getting the long-lasting results either. So that's when I really had to look a little bit further, and I went... I had to look back at basics. And so at that moment, I decided to get my PhD in holistic nutrition. And I also started really looking at Mother Nature, especially animals in the wild, because Mother Nature doesn't lie. And by combining those, I got really confident that I could help anybody with any health condition, any disease. And that's really when I started to doing uh, writing books. I got eight books now. Uh, I also started doing a lot of keynote speaking. And uh, I got very confident in helping people regain control of their health. Uh, fast forward, I did a lot of the conventions at uh, A4M, the uh, anti-aging uh, conferences in Orlando and uh, Las Vegas. We started doing a lot of uh, bioidentical hormones and more wellness protocols. And then from, from anti-aging, uh, you know, it came into the regenerative medicine 2015, I became the CEO of a regenerative medicine or stem cell company, if you will. We wow. treated a lot of top athletes, uh, alumni, heavyweight champion, boxers, NFL players. And then COVID hit, right, 2019. So we had a good run, but then, uh, you know, when we became non-essential. And so then I kind of had to really figure out what I really wanted to do again. And I had some time. We were during COVID. There wasn't much going on. It was a good time for me to reflect back, really, to figure out what my passions were and what my purpose in life really needed to be. And I really figured that the motivation or the keynote speaking, the education part, the coaching, the mentoring is really what I'm passionate about. Yeah. So then during COVID, I slowly started building up that business again. And that's how I got in contact with Dr. Fab. He saw me speak in Orlando and he approached me and he was... Uh, you know, very complimentary about my speech. And that's how, you know, I, I became with him. And obviously, as you know, he has a great network of like-minded people. Yeah. Uh, and we all help each other out. And and here I am on your uh, uh, interview and podcast, Ken, because that's our link there, Dr. Fab. So right now, I'm really building that business. I got a great website. I got mentorship programs. Uh, I got a VIP retreat in Costa Rica coming up, and I'm really trying to help people, not just with their health, but also with their business. Because during all those years, because we were just talking about 1997, it's 2023, I really feel that people should have a mentor. Uh, you know, it took me way, way too long to get where I am by myself. Yeah. There's a few lessons that I learned. You need somebody. You need to surround yourself with the right people. You also need to surround yourself with people that have been there before you so yep. they can show you the pitfalls. Uh, I also believe you never have to work on your weaknesses. You need to continue to work on your strengths and surround yourself with people that are strong where you are weak. And so, you know, uh, once you get all these ingredients and you have the right mentor, there's nothing that can stop you to reach your goals and dreams. You know, I love that. I... I I love everything you just said. I really think that getting around the right people, Fab is a perfect example. I yeah. mean, he is he is so connected to so many people. And I mean, he sent an email to you and I saying, hey, you guys need to connect. And, and here uh, we are a week later. Right. I, I love that. And I I do the same thing that he does, you know, connecting people. So let me ask you this. I'm, I'm sure that um, on a day, I would imagine on a daily basis, you get 
emails and or phone calls from people saying, I have um, cancer or I have this, this other health issue, whatever it is. What's the number one thing that people reach out to you about? Well, yeah, it's usually a health issue. And, uh, you know, they wondered if there's any other thing that they can do because obviously they try the conventional way first and it's not working or they're getting frustrated or, or you know, whatever it may be. And unfortunately, you know, most people still go that route first and things only get worse with uh, drugs, injections, surgeries, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and then they, they finally give up or they finally you know, start listening or reading up and then they get interested, but now they need guidance into that direction. And then, yes, you know, uh, often they end up with functional medicine doctors or doctors like myself or Dr. Fab. And so many times, you know, we still need to educate them because there's always, especially when you're mentioning cancer, there's always this fear getting away from the conventional medicine, right? Um, because, you know, it's it, the doctor still has this status symbol, and yep. don't get me wrong, there's many good doctors out there, but there's also many doctors out there that have no clue about health, no clue about wellness, no clue about nutrition. And they're just they just have limited tools in their tool bag. And usually it's only drugs, injections, and surgeries. And so when a regular doctor says there's nothing I can do or we can do, most people, you know, take that for granted and they just start to live with a disease. But there's another thousand tools out there, not just three. Uh, but just that doctor doesn't have those tools or doesn't recommend them because then it becomes a liability issue, right? Yeah. And so, so that's when when people, you know, um, you know, need to reach out to people like myself because there's so many other things out there. And I tell people all the time: as long as you are breathing and you're alive, the body will strive for perfect health. We just need to put it in the right conditions, the correct conditions, and give it the right tools so that it can heal itself. Because drugs don't cure, injections don't cure, surgeries don't cure, acupuncture doesn't cure, chiropractic doesn't cure, healthy food doesn't cure. Only the body can heal itself, but we just need to put it in the right directions. And sometimes you need some guidance to do that. And when it comes to health, I usually have three stages. And unfortunately, most of my clients fall in stage number one, because that's where we need to regain control of our health. So yeah. those are people that are in pain or are diagnosed with a medical condition. And so we need to resolve those conditions and start to balance the body again. So we regain control of our physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. So we need to get back to quote-unquote normal. Unfortunately, a lot of people fall in that category. But once we're back to normal, can we need to now optimize health, right? We need to... Go ahead. Let me ask. I I, I, I need to interrupt because I want to ask sure. you. First off, Becky Farias says she knows you. She's a friend of mine as well. Um, so, hey, Becky, it's great to see you. She says, what would you suggest? And we'll answer that here in a second. Yes. Um, but what is the... Um, what is the gauge for normal? Like you, you say, we need to get back to normal. You know, I've had some health challenges. I had one when I spoke at the same event yes, you spoke did. at, right? <laughs> in, in San Diego. What is normal? Where, what's the gauge? How do well, you say, well, you need to get to normal? Yes. Well, normal to me doesn't mean anything, right? Because when we look at conventional standards of laboratory tests, 
you know, and you fall in the normal range. Most of those ranges were developed for World War II for our soldiers to make sure we ranched them enough food to barely stay alive. So when you fall, when you fall within those normal ranges, when it comes to your nutrients, it basically means you're barely alive. All right. But unfortunately, a lot of people are below normal. They have chronic pain. They have stenosis. They are suffering. They have inflammation in their body. They are overweight and they have medical diagnosis. They have type 2 diabetes. They have high blood pressure. Uh, Maybe they have some type of a cancer or anything in between. And so when I say back to normal, it's it's meaning eradicate eradicate those medical conditions and get back to within that normal range, which yes, means barely alive, but let's get there first. So then we can optimize, which is step number two, because in optimizing, we need to get, we need to get in great health, meaning we need to be strong. We need to be vital. We need to get in a good body composition. We need to be out of that brain frog. We need to you know, function optimally. We need to come back from work and don't sit in a couch and feeling tired and unable to play with the kids or the grandkids. That's optimal health. So that would be the second step. Uh, But to answer your question, yeah, that's normal, is get get out of the hole, back to I don't have any pain, I'm not diagnosed with a medical condition, I feel okay without having to take medication. That's the definition of normal in this context. Okay, so... I am a huge fan, huge, huge, huge fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yes. And, and, you know, quantum, the, the quant- what's that? <laughs> Ditto the same here. Yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I have a somewhat of a rhetorical question for you. Um, what, if you could put a percentage on it, what percentage would you say mindset plays in in eradicating disease in someone's body um, as well as optimal health what percentage yep. is the mindset well in sports the mindset is a hundred percent not even 90 hundred percent difference between winning and losing um so when it comes to life when it comes to our life goals our purpose our destiny and our health, You know, it's 90 to 100 percent. It's the first thing that needs to be in place. Our mind is the blueprint. Right. So if if I put people on a program to regain control of their health or try to eradicate a medical diagnosis, you know, it's immediately a, a, a priority to work on their mind, on their belief system and on their blueprint, because we all know that if we doubt our goals, for example, eradicating a disease or cancer, then the universe has two options, success and failure. But if we work on the mind, we set our goals, we have a plan, we have a strategy, we have a deadline, whatever it may be, and we work on that belief system, and there's no doubt in our mind that we're going to eradicate that medical condition, then the universe only has one option, a big win. And so to answer your question, Kenyeth, without that proper mindset, we're going to be not necessarily failing, but we have two options. We have failure and success. So in order to really eradicate a disease and be successful 100%, that mindset need to be tuned in and we need to be really working on that mindset to be successful. And that's why, you know, uh, it's crucial. It's crucial. 
So, um, and somebody said they can't share it. You might be in one of the private Facebook groups. If you, if you go out to my page or the breakthrough walls page, you'll be able to share it. Um, so, so, um, cause I, I truly believe mindset is, is everything, right? What about the person? And I know that you've met these people who reach out to you because they may have a, a little, little tiny shimmer of hope, but they've also primarily given up in their mind. Like I'm just, yeah. I'm meant to be fat my entire life, or I know this cancer is going to kill me and, but I'm going to talk to you anyway. Um, well, what about them? How do you help people have that, that, and I know, you know, but how do they how do you get them to have that mindset shift yeah well if if they reach out obviously they're they're they're, they're still they they still have some hope like you said or they wouldn't be reaching out right right, right. So obviously we we got to give them more hope uh we got to educate them a little bit more on how important that mind is because probably nobody ever talked about them in the first place so yep. we're going to have to educate them on how important that blueprint is and uh, we today we actually have many technologies and strategies available to to facilitate regular people to take control over their emotions, their feelings, and their minds. Because if somebody and and this happened to me like 10, 15 years ago, oh Mike, you need to meditate. And I always understood the uh, the strength and the importance of the mind. But it wasn't my, uh, you know, my field I always was focused on the athletic and on the body. Uh, so then I really need to get into, okay, how do I personally, you know, get more control over my emotions, my mind, tap into the different brain waves, uh, you know, exercise visualization, manifesting all that type of stuff. And one to two decade ago, decades ago, it was difficult because oh, you need to start meditating. And obviously when you meditate, it's very difficult if you don't have any help because, you know, your mind goes into so many different directions. And when you spend hours and hours, but you don't really see a benefit, most people would give up. But today, there's so many strategies and technologies available that facilitate people getting into an altered state of mind, sometimes within one session or in a few sessions. And then once they experience that, they obviously are excited and want to go deeper and further because they know it works and it's true. So today we have, you know, technologies, uh, meditation, like you just mentioned, Jordi Spenza. He has great uh, guided meditations out there. Uh, he has great online courses out there. So obviously we have mentors out there that could help you doing it the right way and getting to the different levels. But we also have other things like breath work. Uh, I did breath work not too long ago in San Diego, Sunday morning with Travis Stephens. And um, it was amazing because it's the first time that with breathwork, I get to a higher state mentally because I was focusing, focusing just on my breath. And by doing that, I was able to clear everything else out of my mind, which usually is very hard to do. So breathwork is another tool that can be used to really get into a meditative state. And then we have technologies such as brain tap, binaural beats, um, and all kinds of things that will facilitate my clients and everybody's clients to have a quicker result when it comes to, you know, controlling emotions, controlling the mind, resetting 
uh, your belief system, eliminating false core beliefs, and um, and getting confident in controlling that part um, of our mind to help us reaching our goals and dreams faster, but also controlling the disease that is within our body. One of my um, mentors, probably the greatest spiritual teacher for me is Dr. Wayne Dyer. And mm-hmm. um, I remember I started reading his stuff 20 years ago and um, 19 years ago, somebody said, Ken, you need to meditate. And I was like, meditate. That's, that's, that's not being a good Christian. (laughs) You know, I had all these, these preconceived notions, um, yet it, you know, Jesus meditated. Um, and, and so I started meditating 19 years ago and it's a now today. And since then it's a non-negotiable. It's the first thing I do every single morning of my life. And I, I, I recommend it to people like you need to meditate for me now, you know, I've always said, you know, if you, if you can just learn to, um, focus on the breath coming in and out of your nostrils with your eyes closed, um, that's a good start. Like, you know, to like spend five or 10 minutes doing that. Because Wayne Dyer talked about, he said that, you know, God exists in between our thoughts. And, and he said, you know, the, like the magic in music is the space between the notes. So I love what you're talking about. It's, it's my, it's part, it's part of my daily routine. It's part of my life. Should be Um, part of everybody's routine for sure. Why? Okay. So I was just getting ready to, (laughs) so why, why do you think that? Tell, tell the audience why they should be meditating. What are the, in your opinion, what are the overall benefits health wise? Well, again, the mind not only controls the body, but it also controls your destiny. And, uh, you know, what I've experienced during COVID, but also post COVID, because I was asked by some colleague doctors to help them with screening uh, patients for medical marijuana. And so I did. And to my uh, surprise, there's so many of us with anxiety, depression, PTSD, a lack of focus, no productivity, procrastination, fidgeting, you name it, ADHD. And so, yes, there are drugs out there. Yes, there's therapies out there. There's even supplements out there. But what I really realized is that there's something much bigger at the um, that's causing these mental conditions or symptoms. And that is people are lacking purpose in their life, right? Mm. So now today, people are just going day by day. They're going to the job. The boss throws them all kinds of stuff. Then they got to rush home, try to bring the kids to the soccer fields, whatever it may be. And so it's always putting out fires. In addition, now we have social media, which bombards us with over 14,000 digital messages per day. And our brain cannot organize that chaos. And so we don't know what tomorrow brings. We don't know what next week brings. And if I don't know what tomorrow brings, of course, I'm going to be worried. Of course, I'm going to be fearful and all that stuff and uncertain. And that eventually translates in anxiety, depression and stress. And you name it. 
And so that's normal. So what I did is I wrote my last book. It's available on Amazon. It's called The IZOT Method, I-Z-O-D. IZOT stands for In the Zone On Demand. In other words, we need to learn to be productive again. We need to be able to focus, get things done. We need a purpose and we need to control our life, right? And so the IZOT method has three steps, uh, very simple. And the first one is finding or confirming your purpose in life. Because if we don't have our purpose in life, we're never going to be excited. We're never going to be passionate. We're going to throw up our arms when there's an obstacle and we're not going to live our purpose. What's the point living if we don't live right. our purpose? So the, the first thing, yes. The first no, thing I, I said, do, right, right. Yes. The first thing I do with people is make sure that they have their right purpose, because otherwise everything else that comes afterwards is kind of, you know, going in the wrong, wrong direction. So let's make sure we're going in the right direction. And that's where I usually get my first uh, resistance when I work with new clients, because once we identify that and we can easily do that with a, with communicating half an hour and doing some exercises. But once we identify that and we find that fire and passion, often it does not align with what they're doing right now. It does not align with their job. And so, yes. I, I, ha I have a question. Yes. I'm sorry to keep, keep interrupting. I just want to get clarity for me. I don't care if the audience gets clarity. <laughs> I'm kidding. I do. I do care. Um, but the, so, 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 okay. Because I believe 99% of the world is not living in their purpose. That's no. my true belief. Um, how does, uh, you know, I think about the Simon Sinek um, famous TED talk he did That's on what, you know, start with why, right? Like, which is your purpose. Like what, what is, how do you help somebody find their purpose if they're not living it right now? How do you, how do you help them identify that? Yes, with a few exercises and a few questions and, and a communication, and and you you see their you see their eye you see their body language change when they when we're talking about their passion and they may not even realize it. So the first thing I do, and this is not always true, but it makes them start thinking. The first thing I say is like, do you remember the superpower you wanted when you were a kid? The dreams about who you wanted to be. Because when you were a kid, you had no doubt in your mind that you could be that person until somebody, most likely your parents, told you it was impossible. And so then most of us settle for ordinary. So many times I go back to when they were a kid and maybe they wanted to be a pilot. And maybe today they, it's not their passion anymore, but sometimes it actually still is because when we start talking about flying and pilot, they all light up again. And maybe they got away from that and maybe we got to go back to that. So that's one thing. The other thing is I do a simple exercise. And it's funny that you just mentioned TED Talks because it's a three-part exercise. Um, and the first part, I just tell people, write down three or five uh, topics that you would talk about during a TEDx talk, knowing that a million people will watch your video. And so then people take some time and write those topics down. Then the second part of the exercise is I tell them, close your eyes. You're standing on top of a mountain, and it's beautiful. You're looking around. It's quiet, and suddenly you see a few people approaching the mountain, and they're sitting at the base, and they're looking at the view, and they're quiet. And a few minutes later, 8 billion people are sitting at the base of the mountain. 
and they're looking up at you. And now you have only 10 minutes to give one message to those 8 billion people, which is everybody in the world, right? What would that message be? And so then they write that down. And then I ask them in the last part of the exercise, <clears throat> does that message on top of the mountain fit any of your topics for the TEDx talk? And usually it doesn't because the TEDx talk topics are more coming from the brain. They're more based on what are, more, what are my credentials? What am I good at right now? Um, uh, and, and, and what are some monetary benefits if I talk about those topics? While the topic on top of the mountain, you may have no credentials for, but that topic comes from the heart and reaches everybody, right? And so many times we got to see what that topic is, even if you're not credentialed or don't know much on how, how you would do that, that's actually right. what we need to explore because that's coming from the heart that giving you passion and fire. And there's many other things that we can talk about, but that's how I help people with some exercises, with some thinking is redirect them and see what causes fire and passion in their stomach. I, my first thought was I'm scared to death of heights and everybody else <laughs> is down there. I'm way up here on the mountain. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but so, so, okay. So this is the IZOD method. The I stands for? IZOD is in the zone on demand. And it's in not just for, on demand. Yeah. Because okay. we all know that oh, he's or she's in the zone. It's usually it's coming from musicians or top athletes, right? But yep. but but most of them are most people have experienced being in the zone, but usually it was by chance or accident. So the in the zone on the man's method, if you master this method, you can bring your A game anytime you want, and you don't have to be a top athlete or, or, or a Silicon Valley CEO, you can be John Doe. You can just want to perform at your highest potential. You can be an, a performer. You can be an entrepreneur. It does not matter. But if you want to produce, if you want to focus, if you want to eliminate distractions, if you want to free up valuable time, if you want to live stress-free, if you want to lift your goals and dreams, I believe if you master the ISOP method, uh, you're going to be in total control of your life, of your script, of your goals and your dreams, and you're going to be successful. And so the first part, yes, is identifying that purpose. That sets the stage for everything else. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, um, and this is all in the book. Yes, this is in the book. Uh, you can also go to the website and read a little bit more about it. But yeah, that's there's two more steps. I don't know if you want to hear about what the other steps are, but there's two more steps to the eyes of med. Yeah. I, I definitely want to hear about them. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody else want to hear the other <laughs> steps? Uh, like... I think everybody wants to hear the steps. So, yeah, what are the other steps? So, yeah, the first part, again, purpose of life. And then in the second part, we need to set a plan and strategy, just like in business. We need to know the what's. What, is, what are your goals? What are your dreams? You know, we don't need to know the details or the how-tos because they will fall in place as we move along. Um, but what we're doing there is we also starting to take control of our life again because most people have zero control of their life. So I help them take control of their calendar, their agenda, their life, freeing up valuable time, um, making sure they're focused. They have all the tips and strategies in place to be productive during the day. And that's a little bit custom because a lot of people, you know, are unable to focus or get things done on time, uh, being as productive as they need to be. So the book is also full of tips and strategies to optimize focus, to optimize productivity 
to find out time savers because time is so essential. We can't buy time, we can't borrow time, but we can free up a lot of valuable time. And you would be surprised on how much time we waste during the day, time that does not contribute to our uh, goals and dreams. So many times we free up some valuable time first so we can start working on our goals and dreams because most people do have a job. It may yeah. not be their purpose, but they can't just give it up tomorrow because they have bills to pay, they have family to take care of. So the first step we need to do is we need to free up valuable time so we can start working on our true goals and dreams and then slowly transition into that. So that's step number two, a plan, a strategy, and starting to take control of our lives. Because, Ken, when we get more control, we create clarity right? We know what our agenda is tomorrow, next week, what we're going to be working on, what our goals are, uh, what our plan is. And so the more clarity that we create, the less stress that we will have. Because now suddenly that anxiety and depression and fear and worry about tomorrow and uncertainties, they just go away without drugs, without therapy, because we have a purpose and we're getting organized and we're getting control and clarity. So that's step number two. Uh, the other small part, which is very important of step number two, is that team of experts that we talked about. We need to start identifying the people that we need in our life to reach our highest potential because by ourselves, we are not going to succeed. And so I help people identifying the people that they need in order to be successful. And then step number three is biohacking, right? So that's actually upgrading our body, our mind and our life. And we talked about, you know, we know how to uh, biohack or objectively reverse our biological age. Uh, and that's all to do with our health, being in op optimal health. And we can do that. But I set the mind and we already talked uh, extensively about on how important it is to upgrade our minds and getting control of our emotions and feelings, tapping into the brainwaves, visualizing belief system, etc. And that's a major part there again. But without that purpose, without taking control of our life and having a plan, that biohacking or upgrading our body, our minds becomes ineffective. And so that's why it's step number three. And that's what we do over there. Uh, we decide... We decide to become superhuman right there, body and mind, and objectively reverse our biological age. Because if we can do that, obviously, we're going to perform much better. And that's how we get into the zone on demand. With the control, the clarity, and the upgrading, that's when we are in control of our life. And we decide when we want to be in the zone. And we decide when we want to bring in our A game, crush our sale goals, crush their presentation, crush our competition, whatever whatever it may be. And I believe if people can master that ISO methods, they can do anything in life they want to do. Is there one more step? Three steps. Oh, I thought you said four. No, three steps. Step number four is step number four is uh, perseverance. Having, if there is a step number four, I'm making it up right now. Is you need a mentor, a coach that keeps you accountable on a weekly basis, so you make those small incremental steps towards that goal and the coach or a mentor sticks with you until you reach your goals and yeah. you are successful and so you need that somebody that's that makes you accountable for doing the things that you need to do uh to get there so that would be your step number four is having that mentor or coach what is the what's the biggest thing that people are turning to you for is it is it health like hey i'm 20 yeah. 30 pounds overweight and i need 
I need help getting this weight off. I mean, what what is what is the Yes, it, it's still the majority of people because that's my background and that's how they know me as Dr. Mike. And then many times I put them in one of those three categories. Most people, we, we, they, most people now come to me, oh, you know, you're a biohacking expert. How can I do this? Unfortunately, we can't start with phase number three, biohacking. If you are <laughs> overweight, if you're in pain, we need to resolve those issues first, right? Yeah. Then yeah. get you to optimal of health biohacking. So no matter where they are, I got them all the way through those three stages. But more and more, I do get people that are interested in upgrading their mind or, or, or helping uh, with their business, whether it's a small business or it's a big company. I just talked to the CEO of a big hospital uh, that wants me to help out because if we focus on their employees or their team members, you know, then they're going to automatically produce more. If, if we upgrade their body, if we right. upgrade their mind and help their mindset or help with their focus, and their productivity and not wasting time that they can apply in personal life. They're obviously also going to produce better when they're at work and feel that they are, you know, part of that team. So, you know, I can help any business, small or big, also improve their focus, their productivity and upgrade people's body, mind and life for sure. And then personal life, you know, uh, people struggle in personal life. So we, we can apply all those techniques on all those three levels, health, business and personal life. Wow. That is so, so powerful. You know, I, I think about, and I always, I always ask these questions, um, a couple of questions <clears throat> towards the end. And I can't believe we're already 45 minutes into this. Um, you know, how do I say this? Okay. In your opinion, and this is a two-part question, the first one. What do you think holds people back in life from two things? Number one, real financial success. And number two, real joy and happiness. And I truly believe that those are tied together because I've been broken homeless and I've been wealthy and wealthy is much better. So yeah. what, what do you think is holding people back, stopping them from achieving everything they want in life? Yeah. Well, number one, you're right. Uh, money doesn't necessarily make happy, but makes life much easier. And if you are wealthy, you can help others. And that's yes. what we as human beings, that's what, that's what makes us happy, actually. It could be very simple. If you help people, you're doing yourself a much bigger service than those people because you are helping and healing yourself, right? But you really can't do that if you're working two jobs and you're not making any money. You have no time to help other people and you certainly don't have the money to assist uh, with small things that they may need help with. So in order to be to be happy, I agree, uh, you know, money certainly would be helpful. But what does hold people back? Uh, number one, you know, again, it's their, their purpose in life. If they're in the wrong direction, if they're just doing a job because, you know, somebody pushed them in that direction, their parents are just our, our, our system, right? Our system tells us we need to go to school, then yeah. we need to go to college, then we need to work for somebody else till we're 65. And then there's the golden years, which never come, right? But we right. push certain ways. And so right now we're into this you know, vicious cycle of just paying the bills and living life, not really living, but going through the motions. And so when you don't have a passion and you don't have a fire in your stomach when you get up in the morning, that's that's another one of those exercises. If you woke up in the morning 
and you say, I got to get up. I got to go to work. I got to do this. I got to do that. You're not living your passion. You're not living your purpose. Right. If you live your passion and your purpose, you would get up. I get to get up. I get to go to work. I'm going to get these things done today because I want them done because it brings me closer to my passion. So first of all, I think, again, same thing. People don't have their purpose, so they're never going to be successful. The second thing is, thing is a lot of people do know their purpose and they tapped into it a little bit, but they're not unleashing their superpower because they're comfortable where they are. They're into what you know, their comfort zone. Yeah. And the people around them hold them back because every time they mention their dream and their purpose and wanting to do something extraordinary, the people around them say, oh, you're silly or don't do that. They don't do that necessarily on purpose to sabotage you, but they are in their comfort zone and you're part of their comfort zone. So they don't want you to leave and go somewhere else. So people need to start knowing what the comfort zone is and also knowing on how to get out of there. Because once you step out of the comfort zone, yes, you come into what's called the fear zone. And once you enter the fear zone, you then go to the learning zone where you learn new skills. And once you do that, you get into a new growth zone. And so once you understand more about the comfort zone and how to get into a growth zone, surrounding yourself with new people and knowing that other people are going to try to pull you back and discourage you from doing that and you start to understand that, then it's easier to get out of that comfort zone, especially if you surround yourself with people that already are in that next growth zone where you want to go because they will pull you into that growth zone. And that's why, again, it's important to surround yourself uh, with the right people. So I would think purpose and comfort zone are the two things that hold people back. I, I, I 1000% agree with you or maybe even more. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, I, I, like I, I, yes, I agree with you. Everything you just said, um, you know, there was a time for me, I, I, you know, it's a long story I won't go into, but there, there was a time when I watched my car get repossessed in front of my employees, they were all getting paid and I wasn't, and yeah. neither was the bank. And, we all been there. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so, you know, I can remember feeling in that moment, like, what's the purpose of going on in this life? Like, I was so humiliated, disgusted, depressed, whatever, all the, all the stuff. Right. And, 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 you know, especially like in 2020, when the pandemic came about and, you know, suicide rates skyrocketed globally, people just gave up on life and, and, yeah. and, and committed suicide, which I, I, I can't believe, but I can relate to like, there'd been those moments, right. Sure. Where you're like, what's the point? We if all somebody called life. you and said, Mike, I have done everything I know how to do. I'm, I'm completely at a loss. My electric's being shut off tomorrow. My car got repoed. I don't know what direction to go. I'm giving up on life. What would you say to them in that moment to bring them back to the, because you know, and I know, I mean, most people realize that this too shall pass. Yeah. Right. But, but like, how do you get somebody that's at the, the, the end of the rope to just hang on and keep pushing? 
Well, you know, of course, you know, a lot of people don't listen to them, right? So so it's one of those skills a good coach and mentor needs to have is listen first, don't interrupt, don't 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 answer. Just just they need somebody to just let it all out first. And maybe nobody really has sat down and and truly listened with empathy, right? So that's the first thing. And then then you gotta give them hope again because you know, like you said. They're they're at the bottom. It can get worse. Number one. Number two. There's so many people that are highly successful, and they never would have been if they never would have been at the bottom, right? Because they didn't have a reason to. So so they're at a stage in life where where this is the starting point for them to be highly successful. And things don't happen at random. So when they're talking to me while they're at the bottom, that also means it's like you know. Uh, I don't know anything about, you know, being, um, I, I do, I've been there too. We've all been there too, but I'm a success coach. So why are you talking to me while you're at the bottom? Because this is the start of your success. And so we're going to take all this experience. We're going to surround yourself with the right people. We're going to make a plan and we're going to take all the hurdles from now on. And the only reason you're, you're here is because this is your starting point for success. So you got to give them hope. There has to be some motivation. And you're going to try to identify people that this person needs uh, around them to, to, again, to get out of that zone, whether that, that's probably not a comfort zone, but get out of that environment into a new environment. And as long as there's the willingness, they will succeed, right? Because some people yep. just don't have the willingness. We can give them the skills uh, and we can give them the knowledge, uh, but the willingness we can't give them. So, you know, we do what we can to give them hope, give them motivation. And if they're willing, we can surround them with the sound, the right people and, and steer them in the right direction. I, I find I find it interesting that a lot of people, you know, I have a, a mastermind and I have a, an online course and a lot of people, pay for it and then they don't show up yeah. <laughs> and i'm like why are you not showing like you paid you spent money on this like you know do you, have yeah, you ever put time. any thought into that like why people it's why a, do yeah. people do that it's amazing because i got similar stories it's amazing it's like still most people want this magic pill or silver bullet and they don't want to put in the effort to be a better person or to learn or to better themselves and their family. They just don't, are not, are willing to put in the effort. I actually, you know, said the other day in some of my, in, in one of my video reels, it's like, and I heard it somewhere before, but it's like, if the price for success and winning is too high, wait until you get the bill for regret. <laughs> Just that's wait. So true. And, and and that's just the problem, you know. They want an instant result, and it's not there. And I had the same thing because I've helped a lot of people, just like you. Can we don't charge people that don't have money? And if they come for help, of course we're gonna help them. As a human being, there's there's not enough. I mean, you can't say no. So you help them. But many right. times, and and this is this is a while ago. I got a lot of people coming to my office for help, and I spent an hour with them to never hear from them again. And so I'm wasting time on people that come for help, but then don't implement what I tell them. So then I had my first book. I remember 2014, Hell for Life. It was a big book. And so I said to them, because I didn't want to waste my time, here's this book. It's for free. Read the book so we're on the same page. Write down your questions. And when you're done, contact me and I'll help you every step of the way. 
That way I didn't waste any time. Just gave them two minutes of my time and I gave them a free book. Yep. And so 90% of the people I never saw again. But that's how I saved my time. And the one person, of course, it was worth it. The one person read the book, wrote the questions down. We were on the same page and we helped them through whatever they needed to uh, have help with. But yes, it's amazing. Nine out of 10, even if you give it for free, even if they pay, you know. But I think it's the chaos. There's so many things thrown at them. And it's not that they don't have the intention to be better. But meanwhile, they got distracted, like the squirrel thing, yeah, by seven other things. And so their whole life is a chaos. That's why it's very important in my step number two of the ISOT method to really take control of your life, almost script your life so you're in total control of it. I absolutely love that. Yeah, I saw um, I saw somebody, um, uh, well, uh, uh, somebody I know that used to work at Facebooks. They they had an internal meeting and they track how people use the the platform, yeah. and they discovered that the average Facebook user scrolls. Ready for this. 300 yards a day with their yards. thumb yards 300 yards that's three football fields with their thumb it's more than they walk today probably right <laughs> right 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 exactly yeah, yeah. so yeah distractions and i agree with you man having the the purpose and then having the plan in place is and the control. Is yeah, that's, that's the foundation. And then we can buy or I can become superhuman. And that's where Jody wow. spends and all that stuff comes in. But but it's yeah. premature to just throw it in in somebody's life. It's just more chaos at chaos at that point. Yeah. 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 I agree. Mike, you are phenomenal, man. Thank you, Dr. Fab, for connecting us. Is there anything else that you... I've got your website scrolling across the bottom, mvtonline.com. Is there anything else you would like to leave the audience with before we um, wrap this up? Yeah, I mean, no matter who you are, how old you are, uh, no matter whether you have a penny or no penny, it's never too late. See, the, the past is the past. We cannot change it. But today is another day. And so the actions that we take today will shape your future. So don't be, you know, held down by the past. Let the future pull you forward. So start, just stop today. Stop five minutes and start thinking about your person, the passions that you have. And even if they don't align with what you're doing right now, it doesn't matter. You can't reach those goals and dreams. We need to free up some time and slowly start implementing very small steps towards those goals and dreams because it's never too late. Even you're 50, 60, 70 years old. If you're 70 years old, you still got 30 to go if you take care of yourself. And so it's never too late to fulfill those dreams. Maybe you worked your whole life. You took care of your kids. You took care of your wife. Everybody's out of the house. You just retired and you did a great job, but what is your purpose? It's not too late uh, to unleash your superpower because guess what? The world needs everybody's superpower right now. Amen, amen, amen. and amen. Where's the and best so, place for people to follow you on social media? Uh, well, yes, go to my website, mvtonline.com or biohackingunlimited.com. It's the same website. Right now, I actually have a special on. If you subscribe to my uh, email list, you get a free PDF of the book, The Eyes of Meta. You get a free PDF. 
but wow. everything's on my website mentorship programs costa rica vip trips online training the books everything's on the website so i suggest go there and if you want a free copy uh, of the book just uh, subscribe to my email list wow that's incredible everybody go to mvtonline.com and subscribe to his email list get the book and you know what buy the book too. go to amazon and buy the book get the book and and then and don't look don't do what most people do buy the book and and all of a sudden you've got a a bunch of books on a shelf that you never read you know (laughs) read the book and implement it and and get involved with mike and mike you're incredible thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your unbelievable wealth of wisdom and and knowledge thank you so much well ken i gotta thank you too uh because all the good work you do and and you know all the guests that you have on obviously of the message and without people like you that message doesn't come out so again this is teamwork so i'd like to thank you for your time also thank you i appreciate you saying that everybody make sure you follow my go to mvt online.com and subscribe to his his newsletter Follow him everywhere on social media. And, and you know, this could be the day that your life changes for the better. So, Mike, thanks so much. I appreciate you. I'm going to end the live stream now. Thank you to everybody who's watched and commented. And if you shared, there are extra points in, in, in life for you if you shared this out. So um, thank you for that. And have an awesome day. Mike, thanks so much.